recorded april 19th it's a tuesday i am here with the winner man the winner of monthly mayhem just like it just broke just happened i literally got to listen to it the winner of monthly mayhem mario kart edition my co-host sean abbott proud to say he's now got more money he said he's gonna give it to me because he likes me so much he didn't really say that (laughs) uh and i'm nick metzger we're glad you're here we're gonna talk about some console numbers we're gonna talk about super game initiatives Halo Infinite, still trying to be cool, and uh, probably a bunch of other things like what we've been playing and all this stuff. The Game Pass has dropped, but first, Sean Abbott, what you been up to, man? Other, other than winning monthly mayhem. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> I just said, I just no, told sorry, you what you've been up to. Skip it. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just excited about that. You should Some be. Earth and I win stuff, so, yeah. And it was good. It's such good, a lot of challenges, very challenging. Times were, like, tight to get to the spot to go through. So, yeah, well done to everybody else. Um, and thank you very much. But more um, well done to me because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh, other than that, um, what did we do? What did we do at weekend? Uh, we we had sun. I don't know if you can people that watch the video for this that can see my head. Yeah, I see it. I I got far too much sun, so I'm, it, the skin is tired. I am shinier than ever, <laughs> slightly tanned. Um, we had a really good night. We had, it was Easter, so you know I'm currently surrounded by Easter eggs. They're all over the floor because I cleared the kitchen table to make the podcast. Sure. Um, but yeah, we had a good time. We saw some family, um, had some food, and yeah, that was that was bad. I mean, I worked Thursday, Friday, so I then had the weekend off. But yeah, how about you, Nick? What, what did you get up to for Easter? Oh, Easter. There is, there is, you know, there's still an Easter bunny hunt around here. Easter bunny comes and drops off eggs. There's like a thousand egg hunts. So the Easter bunny hunt, then the grandparents have an egg hunt. And then there's like all this candy and, and little miniature eight, you know, egg sized toys everywhere. And it's just, it's, it's mayhem. Uh, everybody comes to my house. I make a ham and uh, we have, you know, we eat way too much food. My mother makes cream pies, which, oh my gosh, they are so good. Coconut cream, banana cream pies. I just, seriously, I don't want to, I don't even, I probably ate a whole pie. I ain't gonna lie. Probably ate a whole pie by the time I went to bed at like 2 a.m. Monday morning. Because I stayed up way too long playing Life is Strange, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so, yeah, that that's pretty much what uh, what I did on, on Easter. It's always a ton of fun, so uh that's that's it man uh i don't uh, yeah i guess i don't really have much more than that i don't, I don't know i don't know, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, only, the only thing i struggle with is easter is like like i am currently now constantly surrounded by chocolate and mm-hmm. it's kind of like christmas finishes and I, I i lose like a bit of the holiday weight and get back to running because the weather turns nice and then all of a sudden easter happens and it's like i'm sat here looking at pretty much every option of Cadbury's chocolate that there is. I've got cream egg, twirls, crunchies, mini eggs. Yep. Yep. <sighs> I got you. So I've got Easter. I did, I did. I did. I came home from work and ate half a chocolate fudge cake. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. That's pre- that. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I got, I got chocolate. <laughs> I got chocolate bunnies like nobody's business. All, just all over the house. They're everywhere, man. I mean, it's crazy. So anyway, should we, let's talk about some Xbox because we will so. do food later. Because we keep this, this this is a rabbit hole we always go. End up <laughs> hey, rabbit man, hole pun, funny. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I, I didn't get it, but I get it now that you pointed it out. Sorry, you had to do that. 
Uh, but you are right, man. This, this podcast is devolving into like grubbing grains. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's talk some egg box. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk some uh, Xbox numbers, some console numbers. This one, I got it. I heard it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this one, you know, this one's a little interesting to me. Uh, Xbox outsells PS5. Like, I feel like a big asterisk just needs to be on this whole deal. But whatever. Xbox outsells PS5 in April. Doesn't even come close to Nintendo. So let's not let's not get too. Yeah. Um, these numbers actually are not April. I couldn't find April numbers. I found March's numbers which was Xbox selling 404,000, PS5 selling 330,000, and Nintendo selling 652,000? If those numbers are right, that's crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, they, they shifted some serious, serious yeah. bits of kit. But I'm assuming that that was because Nintendos were readily available over the Christmas and beginning of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but, I mean, if PS5 was available, would you think they would have really beat them out? I mean, no, like I said, I don't think it's a true representation. I think we're still looking at the back of COVID. We're still looking at the issues of supply and demand, the ability to actually make the the products, the chip shortages and chips. But yeah, the chip shortages and stuff. Um, So I don't think it's a true representation, but as an Xbox podcast, I think we definitely need to take the win. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a win. A win is a win. Not fair. Um, and, you know, and what also is a win, I think I said this last podcast or something, every time, like every time you have a um, uh, a, a person who maybe can only buy one console and decides to buy an Xbox over a PS5 and they don't they don't have the money for the PS5, like to do both of them, then that is a serious win for Xbox because they're not going to they're not going to go back. Maybe they'll sell it. OK, maybe they'll be like, ah, I really don't like this. But at least that gives Xbox a chance to prove himself, you know, that they probably wouldn't have had if a PS5 would have been sitting there as well. So, yeah. so there, there definitely yeah, is that. Especially with, I know, and it's like, it's all over their Twitter. Um, every time I've seen an advert recently on the TV or like when I'm watching stuff on YouTube, the, the advert that I'm seeing is for um, the ultimate, like all access. So they're really mm-hmm. pushing this, you know, Pay a one monthly fee, get your console, get the access to Game Pass, get your access to be able to play online, all for like one sweet. There you go, it's there, done and dusted. Yep, I I I agree with that. I have seen a ton of those of those. In fact, I totally forgot. I'm not gonna lie, I totally forgot about that plan. I was like, all access. I really, I clicked on. I was like, is this new? Oh man, what's this? I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot. That's what they called this thing now. Is their all access plan? So, uh, but yeah, I I that. I kind of, yeah, I, it died down and now it's kind of, they're bringing it back. They want people to know it's there for sure. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so right now we talked about a couple podcasts ago. We talked about that there was a Xbox was kind of winning in, in sales numbers in the UK. And now they're kind of bumped up globally. Um, when PS5 figures out their chips and their shortages and their hardware productions, um, I'm sure we'll see PS5 come back and take the place. But I agree with you. Take a win is a win. Um, so, you know, that really that really is our top story for today. Um, well, well, let me wait. Hold on. Let me back up. I did have this and I wanted to mention it. Um, we were talking about true representations. We have a bunch of people playing xbox on pc 
and other people playing Xbox on their phone. So will we ever really see like will hardware when stream as streaming starts to become available? I'm stumbling. Sorry. As streaming starts to become available, will hardware sell hardware sales still mean the same thing you think? Like, is that going to start to go away as the as like the the winning metric? No, and I think this is why we we're kind of seeing things like Sony and Nintendo going into this subscription style service because I think the, the the face of gaming in terms of the gaming industry and the sales and the recordable way of proving how well your console is doing, I think that's going to change. I think it's yeah. going to change massively in the next twelve to eighteen months. It's going to flip on its head, and you're going to see them going on the same route as things like Netflix and Disney, Amazon Prime, Hulu. You're going to see them chasing those subscription numbers, and it's going to be a battle of how do we get more subscribers? Like we, we're going to have to bring big name games to our subscription service, and be rather than going around pushing loads of different developers to have them work under you to make exclusives for you. You're going to then go and have to go back to these developers and be like, look. We're currently running 12 million people subscribed to our service over Sony that have got 10 and a half million. So you're going to reach an extra like one and three quarter million people than they are at the moment. So come to us and we'll get you more people playing your game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how it's going to work. It's going to be a different way of monopolizing, well, not monopolizing, but a different way of making money in the industry for devs and uh, game video game producers, stuff like that, that, it's just going to flip on its head. It's going to be like watching, like how we've watched the film industry over the last 10 years. It's going to happen like that, but I think Mm -hmm. it's going to happen quicker. And I think it's going to be like, it's going to leave some people, especially those that are very set in the ways with gaming that you go out and if you buy the console and you buy the game, I think it's going to take time for those to catch up. But for people like, I don't know, I'd, I'd say my age and younger hour, like that, it's going to be very quick for them to catch on because subscription services are the norm. That's it now. So, I mean, Nintendo fans are still, I would love a good, (coughs) honest, like poll of Nintendo fans who love physical and who, well, in fact, they were just talking about it. I think it was Dan who said anything under anything over $20, I'm looking for digital. Like Nintendo fans are still very much digital. I don't, and I don't know how Xbox fans sit. I feel like they are more like, bah, whatever, you know, I don't know if that's true. That's just my like gut feeling. So well, nin- nin- Nintendo never seem, never seem to drop the prices of the games ever. Mm-hmm. That's true. It, you, you can look at, you look at it. So like a game comes out on, on Xbox and it's 60 quid, $60 to buy it off the bat. You, you can guarantee in four months' time you're going to be able to find a pre-owned copy of that for you know, 20, 20 pounds less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know then another six months after that, you're going to be able to find the new copy for as much as the pre-owned copy because people aren't buying the new one, they're buying the pre-owned and the price of the new one comes down. That never happens with Nintendo. I can still right. walk into game now in the UK or even go on Amazon and, that, like, and Argos, the big shopping things for like for the UK. And for me to buy Animal Crossing, it is still the same price now as it was the day it released. Mm-hmm. Uh, that always happens. N- Nintendo's the price of Nintendo games only ever seems to go up with age rather than down. It's true. Sorry. That, yeah. No, you're you're right. In fact, I um, oh man, what game was it? I was just looking at, and I was like, holy crud, that's twenty dollars! Like it just came out like six months ago, and it wasn't a Nintendo game. And I was just like, 
It's crazy. Yeah. Other other developers are much more willing to to drop the price of their game to get uh, to make those quick sales six months or so after after the sale, after the game has come out. Um, so the, yeah. the, the other, I think the reason why Nintendo get away with that is they have a very big niche market of people that play a certain game. So there was a huge following for Animal Crossing. We can see it all the time. The hype's now building in the Nintendo Dads Discord and across Twitter and most of the Nintendo community that I've seen for Xenoblade coming that bit sooner. It's like they'll make loads of money because it's coming quicker. People will want it. They'll make loads of money straight away. What's the point in dropping the price of the game? You don't need to make any more sales to make money because mm-hmm. you've made big bucks and it's going to carry on making money. So. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in, by the way. Uh, I, I, once they moved Breath of the Wild, I thought, well, heck, I don't got anything else to play. So I might as I've never played a Xenoblade game. Um, this I'm going I'm going in Elden Ring. I was talking about this on the dinner table. I'm going in Elden Ring style on this. I'm like, well, you know, I don't know much about it, but everybody talks about it. And what heck, what the heck? I'll give Nintendo 60 bucks and play this game, but I can buy it physical. See, that's the difference between the S which, like I've, like I've been saying, I was all about the S, but when this happened with Elden Ring, it was like, dang, I could have made like 40 of those dollars back. I could buy these games and resell them quick if I don't like them. And it would take what? It would take me doing that like three times to recoup the cost of the X over the S. So I don't know. There's something there. Um, so it, like with Xenoblade, I'm going to lose a lot less. If I buy it and in two or three weeks I find out I don't like it, I'll just probably be able to sell it for 45 bucks, I would imagine, pretty easy. Um, so... Yeah. I mean, and that's what I do. I do if I'm on, if I'm on the fence about a game and I want to play it, I will buy it physical because then I can always because I I tend not to try and sell them because trying to sell a secondhand game in the UK is fucking ridiculous. People want everything for nothing. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful trying to do that in the UK. In, like I watched like in, on Discord and I watch people like backwards and forwards on Twitter about like secondhand games and stuff, and people are like. Want, will happily play close to retail value for a game because they want it. The mm-hmm. UK, it's like, oh yeah, this game only came out two weeks ago. I played it. I don't like it. You know, this is pretty much like brand new. They took it out of the box once and then put it back in the box. Here you go. It's like forty-five pound, and somebody will come to. Can I give you twenty quid for that? It's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, no, you can. And it's, that's what it's like in you. So. I have this thing where I like constantly trade games in. I've got an elite account with Game UK. It's like three pound a month, so I get double the amount of points, which helps me get more in star credit. And I can just kind of go in, yeah, I played it, didn't like it, stick it on star credit. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much. I'll be back in six months' time when such and such comes out. And I just basically, I have that. I have like I think I've got something like sixty pound in credit in game at the moment. So I just sit there and it waits. It's waiting for. Uh, switch sports to come out so gotcha yeah yeah that's that's my next buy switch sports for sure um so yeah i i just i just think i think you're i think what we're saying is right it it, the in in no time flat we're not going to be worried about how much how many hardware systems have been sold because there's going to be there's going to be multiple avenues to buy games and to play on these platforms, just like there is now for Xbox. You're going to have that same thing happen for Sony and uh, uh, maybe Nintendo. Probably Nintendo at some point, but it ain't going to happen in a year and a half. It's going to be more like five plus years before you see that on Nintendo, I would bet. Yeah. I think Nintendo are banking on the retro stuff out of it. That's, that's the thing that, that's pulling people into subscribing to the Nintendo mm-hmm. online. 
is that you've now got the ability to play this huge back catalog of nostalgia. The retro and the DLCs. That that's the other thing they're really big in. It's like buy our game, and then what we'll do is we'll if you're if you're you know a subscriber for us, we'll give you the DLC is for free. Which is funny because that's a flip from Xbox, right? Xbox is like, hey, we'll give you the game for free, and then you buy the DLC. So it's kind of an interesting like turn turn turnabouts there. So. Um, because uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at possibly getting the life is strange. There's like a Steph story DLC for 12 bucks, um, for life is strange True colors. And so it was like, well, so yeah, but if you do it, if you did it Nintendo style, Nintendo would be like, Hey, we'll give you, we'll give you, you pay life is strange. And then we'll give you the, uh, the DLC, which seems to make more sense to them. Uh, that's probably, that's probably more well, but for me, fiscally if, responsible. If you're, inv- if you're invested now in buying the DLC for life is life is strange. And they take it off Game Pass in six months' time, and you haven't right. finished that DLC. You then have to buy the game to play the DLC. Right. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. is it a, a, a way of baiting you into buy the full game? So yeah, well, yeah, instead no, of doing the way around. So. That's very, very, very true. So yeah, it's it. The models are interesting. It seems like PlayStation for is really banking on on their back catalog as well. Um, and then I'm sure they're, you know, they seem to really be focusing on third parties too for their subscription. So yeah, everybody's kind of doing their own thing in some way, yet they're all doing it with the same platform, the same venue of subscriptions. So very interesting. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, sorry, if you go to the, like the film and TV series industry, you've got like Disney, which has got a whole Marvel back catalog. And plus, the new stuff that they've got on there with Star and bits of other pieces. And then Amazon have got their own sets of series that, you know, really captured people and interested people. Mm-hmm. And Netflix have got Stranger Things. <laughs> so. that's, right. that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's super, super interesting. Um, we have uh, some top rumors. So Sega is moving on Super the Super Game Initiative. We talked about this a couple, I don't know, a couple months ago, probably. They're using yeah. Microsoft's was, online infrastructure to build these games. Go ahead. Yeah, it was at the same time as the Sonic the Hedgehog new game like teaser trailer dropped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We spoke about this because this was like kind of the kickstart for the Super Game Initiative. Um, yep. I'm super excited for this. I I like I like Sega for Sonic, and they seem to be pushed, well, not just for Sonic, Jet Set Radio, Crazy Taxi, and Choo Choo Rocket. They are my like ultimate favorite Sega games. Um, so them going along this line, trying to reboot games, trying to like push their bigger titles is really exciting to me, because the other side of this rumor is that they are making a big budget version of Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. That was like, it was in Bloomberg. I couldn't read the full article because you have to subscribe to Bloomberg, which I'm not doing because it's not very often I read a big newspaper, but probably find that kind of same information somewhere else. But yeah, they're like, say, there's, there's rumors flying around that you know, they've applied for the licensing, the, the, the Japanese, like the Sega uh, HQ in Japan, kind of putting job adverts out for developers. Um, and you know artists to kind of work on the games so mm-hmm. i'm super excited i'm really like if they bring out a whole new 4k resolution crazy taxi with yeah similar, similar style music um and just say radio it's just yeah that'd be amazing like if i could imagine sunset um sunset overdrive 
graphics with Jet Set Radio, I you would not get me off that game for a long time. Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting to see what what is going to come out of this. So uh, they're saying these games are at least three, uh, two to three years away. Um, Pure Xbox stated that it's still possible that these games could be canceled. They're that they're that new in development. But it is um, the number is said to be an eight hundred and eighty two million dollar USD investment by Sega in these games. Um, so they they state as saying um, Sega. Uh, oh, I lost it. I had it um, initially. Actually, in set, there will be several titles and they will be blockbusters going beyond conventional games. That's the Sega the Sega spin. So right now, the Sega PR right now. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they are. Uh, I liked Crazy Taxi. Never really got into Jet Set Radio. Um, so, but I'm, you know, I'm always here for new fun things. You think they're Game Pass games? I know, you know, like just years away. So we're really just. Uh, yeah, I can see. I can see the originals maybe making an appearance on Game Pass closer to the time or even before to kind of test the water of people that would be interested in mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I can see with Microsoft working with Sega quite well. Um, obviously carrying the, the you know the super game initiative forum that yeah. these could be day one releases on game pass and they'd fit very well and i'd accept sure. them very well sure interesting game model right i mean what if that's part of the business what if that's part of the business model hey we'll give you a break on our online infrastructure i mean now they're making money every way right i mean and mike we already know microsoft does that they have so many uh they have so many profitable avenues that it, it that's you know that's part of the why they can do what they do with game pass um so you know hey we, you can use our online infrastructure we'll give you a break if you then will take that game that you make on our online infrastructure and are paying us for but less and put it on game pass i mean the the, the amount of ways that they can broker a deal is just is pretty pretty amazing really to be honest yeah and i can see happening i can see microsoft being like look we can we can make this game reach a lot of people we have like the if you think about um, their long-time investment in terms of the acquisition with um, Activision and, and Blizzard, uh, and bringing in, you know, even if it brings in two hundred and fifty thousand more subscribers, they'll have to turn around to Sega. Is look, you know, this this acquisition with Blizzard and Activision has brought us like quarter of a million more. We know you've got a huge following out there, you know. We announce a couple of games that are like exclusive to Game Pass and, and us as a service. I can guarantee that we'll make another two hundred thousand subscriptions in twelve months, and you know we'll give you a a cut of it, a percentage of this profit that we mm-hmm. make from the subscription service to give to the developers to back more games and remasters and reboots. So, you know, I can see them getting into bed with Sega quite happily like that. Yeah, yeah, makes a lot of sense. So that's what's up with Sega. What's going on with Halo Infinite, Sean? <laughs> Halo Infinite's following the, the route of Fortnite, Call of Duty, Apex, and they're developing a battle royale mode, which I'd be so excited to see how this works. Are you going to drop out a like, Spartan dropship That'd into cool. the middle of nowhere and just you can start rifling for different bits of body armor and things like that you, know, you mm-hmm. go in there butt naked like you do from like he is in the program and you know 
have to find your Spartan armor and cars to kind of power yourself up. And yeah, I'm excited. It's good to see what kind of spin they give to this and how they work it and the size of the map. So, I mean, I'm assuming this was already planned to happen at some time, but I really feel like they have up they they have sped up the development on this. Probably put some more stuff behind it because they're really. I mean, from I don't play the game. So let me just say that. But I sit in the pocket of Xbox Twitter and the and many podcast pundits that I listen to. And it sure seems to me like this game is floundering at best and dying at worst. So, I mean, I really feel like they are pushing to get this development going as maybe the one last gasp hope that Halo Infinite's multiplayer version, their campaign version, seems to be well received. Their, their single player campaign. I played it through. I enjoyed it. But their multiplayer, they can't seem to get a hold or a footing on that market. So I think that this is their hope and their plan and their prayer that this will happen. Yeah, I think what they've done is they've kind of tried to do what they used to do. So they've kind of gone like, you know, one more free, they've, they've gone along and kind of just gone, okay, so we made a really cool campaign, push that out, great, we're going to make money off it. We've always made a multiplayer, we've always made a multiplayer with these styles. Let's do that, let's, let's not break them all too much because, you know, People like the way we do it. And it's gone out there and multiplayer in terms of capture the flag, um, team deathmatch. That's dead for me. I don't, I've not played it on Call of Duty for years. I, I don't know many people that do. Um, I don't know many people in the Discord community that's, that play multiplayer games like that. You speak to anyone in that, and if, you, if they're playing an online PvP, it's Fortnite or Apex. Mm-hmm. And you know that's it yeah and so and they're all you know they're all big battle royale so maybe that's what they've like you know they've kind of done with halo is they've gone back and gone okay we need to reimagine this one very quickly because mm-hmm. we're gonna bleed money otherwise yeah so do you think that's part of the reason it died just because that it's too it's too old school for the current for the current market um it's just re- repetitive like if yeah. i if you play, well, I mean, Fortnite's me freaking for- repetitive. Let's be honest. I mean, you just you're in and you're out, and you're in and you're out, and you're dying, and you're. I, I, I mean, I don't play it, so let me. But it sure, seems like you jump into the map, you do, and you die, and then you jump out, and then you jump back in. But I, I could be wrong. You are, but the the, the objective's not. The, no, the objective's always the same. You have the same objective every time. Be number one. Be that in a quad, a duo, a trio, or solo. That is your objective. But every time you drop, every time I drop into Warzone. I have a different match every time I go in and I'm like, I, I kind of, I always go and try and land in the same place. Cause I know like all the vantage points, but every game is different because every player that I meet is of a different level. Every loadout I end up picking up is different. So I have to change my style of gameplay to fit the loadout that I've collected until I can get the one that I've created uh, in like the loadout drop. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's pretty much the same Fortnite. I've never played Fortnite consistently enough to know what the hell I'm doing loadout wise. And I just kind of go and pick up the fastest shooting gun that has the nicest looking color, because that's usually how it works in Fortnite. The <laughs> shinier it is, the more powerful it is. Um, I like it, but I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, but like every game feels different and that, you know, if you're playing capture the flag, you know, that you'll play, and you'll end up with a team that play it all the time and you'll know mm-hmm. that they have a way of running each map every time. And, you know, you just, it's just takes the fun away from it where 
PvP battle royale style stuff, which is completely different. You know, the, the way you drop in, the direction it comes from is different every time. The circle that closes is different most times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just it just makes it more interesting for me anyway. So sure. Yeah, I mean that that definitely makes sense. I I can see um, all those things, and um, I mean I don't know that I'd ever really get into even a battle royale Halo, but you know I mean anything's possible. Um, but I mean I do know that I I would appreciate more of like the other objectives that I hear about in Fortnite, like I hear Justin and Marty talk about because they're big Fortnite guys. Um, that you know. It's not always about being number one. Sometimes it's about can you find this thing on the map or do do this one thing on the map. At least that gives somebody an object. Somebody like myself who's not the best, like you know, first person shooter or third person shooter, or whatever. Um, uh, it gives me something else to to work towards. That's not just trying to kill somebody because I'm probably going to be killed. And that, that then falls in with the battle pass, right? Because you 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 unlock when you do the you can link challenges to a battle pass. So mm-hmm. buy the battle pass for five pound or five dollars this month and you know unlock these other challenges, which then means you can unlock different skins and it's a way of monetizing the game further than mm-hmm. pay to play kind of deal. Um I can see them going down that route. I can see them as soon as the battle royale drops, there'll be a really big push into a battle pass. Because I think there's already a battle pass system with Halo multiplayer. So, yeah, yeah, there definitely is. Um, so they're they're looking at this potentially arriving in season three. So they just dropped season two. I don't know how long seasons normally last for Halo. I can't answer that question, but um, but that's what they're that's what they're assuming, and may have ties to the Battle Forge, um, or to the Forge mode, which has yet to be released. That they said would be out uh, by now. So like if, three if times. you're going to go off from season one starting near game release to now, that's six months for season two. So I, six months right. time, you could see season three dropping. Yeah, that seems about right. I'm good with that. That works. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm anything to help uh, Halo get get gain some ground is uh, is good to me. I wouldn't mind seeing some, you know, what's wrong with it being be. Well, other than financially, it doesn't make Microsoft very happy, I'm sure. But, you know, what if, what if they did just drop another single-player campaign DLC? I mean, would that is that just not... How many people do you think would buy that and be happy with it over what they're trying to do with this multiplayer that nobody seems to give a shit about? Or or at least yeah. not like very much? Um, I'm not sure. I know every year that like Activision and Treyarch develop a new Call of Duty... It comes with a whole new set of maps for multiplayer mm-hmm. as well as a campaign. Mm-hmm. But they also tie in Warzone to that to kind of make so those Warzone, the weapons that are in the campaign and in the multiplayer then make their way into Warzone. So it kind of they all merge into one. So mm-hmm. I think it's, an, it's a refreshing way to keep trying to change the game. So make a campaign DLC where there's maybe different weapons, different skins, different like enemies and avatars. Bring that into your multiplayer a little bit to keep your multiplayer fans happy. But then your battle royale fans will like chase the which is the you know which is the meta gun, which guns have been nerfed. Do I have to change my loadout to match the guns that are now better than the others and things like that? So 
Yeah, yeah, no, that uh, that makes that makes sense, and that's probably what they will do. Um, I would imagine. So those are our top rumors. Uh, rumors again is the Super Game Initiative, which is, I mean, is a rumor because we don't really know when it's going to come out, but it's it's definitely it's definitely on the move um, right now. Yep. And both of these are going to happen. Um, Halo Infinite getting a battle royale mode. But also, they haven't been officially announced with dates, so that's why we threw them under the rumors. Um, news bulletin. Man, this one dropped out of nowhere. Uh, Shocker. Turnip Boy commits tax evasion, showing uh, it is playable. Uh, I th- actually, I don't know if it is playable. I haven't tried to play it, but uh, is out today for Game Pass. Um, man, that, that came out of nowhere. That's kind of fun, too, by the way. Yeah. It, it showed and it showed available to download yesterday. So it became available to download yesterday, but only available to play today. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, they, they couldn't have done it at a better time. Yeah. U.S. Tax Day yesterday, eighteenth. Um, mm-hmm. Well, actually, just hilarious. Before we get, um, actually, I think that the tax day was actually the fifteenth. Do we know? No, I've looked. I googled U.S. Tax Day this year was eighteenth of April. All right. It's well, usually job. the fifteenth of April. Okay. Yeah. Good job. There you go. Um. So. So. Yeah. That actually is pretty hilarious. I did not. Did not see that at all until, or did not think about that at all until you had said that. Um. So I've not had a chance to play it, but uh, hope to get to it. Um. Yeah. To play. It, it looks like a really f- like fun, interesting take on like a drop down, two D style Zelda game with mm-hmm. some of that. But yeah, I'm like I'm excited to play it as well. It looks very much like it'll draw me in i like the the style of things so mm-hmm. is this uh is this uh what am i trying to say is this console only or can you play it on the cloud do you know i don't know uh, i should know I'm but i don't sure. okay well uh, i'll ask questions um okay you work on that i will um when we get an answer we will come back to you i will move into my version of the xbox spotlight um xbox spotlight what i have been playing so far or less last week um i played kirby with the kids i'll start there um kirby with the kids we finished off all of the waddle d's in the main game so now we are on to the post game stuff we kind of went back and cleaned everything up uh this game has been going on for years or it feels like years but (laughs) it's been going on for quite a while um so uh, I played a little bit of Lost in Random, but that wasn't really the game I was thinking it was going to be. It is a very dialogue-heavy game. Now, it's all voiced over and voiced over pretty well. To be fair, I only played about 30 minutes of it because it was just not... I turned on the PS Dads. Shout out to them. Um, uh, a new one-off show. Not sure how often they'll do their thing. Uh, which Hambo Johnny's in the chat who was on that show. So I turned that on and I was like, I'm going to play. I'm going to listen to them while I play Lost in Random. Can't do that. Nope. Nah. Nope. I mean, so much dialogue <laughs> in that game. I was like, ah, oh, I got. I had things. I had like different, different dialogue in both ears trying to do. Couldn't happen. So uh, I shut off so, Lost and Random. I'm, I'm right in thinking that Lost and Random is the one with the dice, isn't it? That's yes, the, sir. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. I and I really I can't tell you much about it other than it seems to have. It, it has a somewhat of a Psychonauts feel to it. And the, again, 30 minutes, just like that's all I've played. I don't, I'm not, um, but it just in that like quirkiness, not in its game mechanic, because it doesn't seem like it's much of a platformer at all. In fact, I couldn't jump in the 30 minutes that I played. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, it 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 seemed to have a quirky like Psychonauts feel to it, um, and also maybe a Tim Burton esque type of feel as well. Um, so, but it does have a pretty good story. Um, now, the game that I played that I want to talk about, I binged over a weekend, had no plans to finish this game, did not at all think I would finish this so quickly. Uh, Life is strange, True Colors. Oh boy, Sean, you said you wanted to play this game. And let me tell you, it is it is really good. I, I have only played a, a handful of narrative games, to be honest. Um, but man, I absolutely loved this story. I started on Friday. It's five chapters long. Started it on Friday. And the moment I started it, I realized it was not going to be... It was going to be more than what I what I had kind of given it credit for, even though John from Dads After Dark is always talking about this thing. Um, you you kind of get into town, Haven Spring, that you spend pretty much the entire game in. And you you walk on the bridge and she you walk out like on this bridge to get to the town and she turns Alex, your your character that you play as. And she turns and you and she kind of like looks through the town and this music starts. And immediately I was playing. I was playing like on the TV with TV sound. And I was like, no, mm, this isn't going to do this game. I can tell that already. So like I pumped it through my computer so that I could have it in my headphones because, man, the sound in this game is so cool. Uh, real good. Real good. And uh, the facial expressions are a ton are just I've never seen a game that has quite the the facial expressions that this game has. Um, I really kind of, uh, grew a fondness to Alex in, in kind almost like a dad way. Um, because you, you find out real quick, she's from a foster home, so it's not really giving anything away. Um, and kind of like in that, like you really wanted her to su- succeed as a, you know, I'm, I have, a, I have a daughter and I feel like I really like bonded in that way with this character over this 12 hour journey, to be honest. Um, and the story's really, really good. And I, I, man, I would love to go back, to be honest, and play another, another round. Um, but I, I really want to play some other stuff and and see these other games that are dropping on Game Pass. But there, I would love to play again and do make different choices. Um, I, I, in, in all fairness. I don't want to give anything away here, so I'm, I'm just going to say, John told me the right person to choose as a love interest, but I did. I thought he was just like just joke doing like a dad's after dark joke with me. No, 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 no. Should 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 have went with John. Um, uh, so I'd love to go back, change my change my decisions, and see what happens. But I I really can't say enough good about this game. So. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at giving it a go once the kids go back to school. So I was I was spring break to two week ordeal. So they go back to school the next Monday. So that's when I will be giving it a go. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, definitely give it a shot. Sean has been playing Mario Kart. We all know that since he's the winner. <laughs> what else have you been playing, man? Um, not a lot. Nothing, if I'm completely honest. Nothing Xbox at all. Um, I just haven't had time. We had, we had a busy weekend. Mm-hmm. The, the weather was really nice here, so I didn't want to be stuck inside at all. Um mm-hmm. So like the Saturday we went and took like we took Logan out on his little balance bike and went for a huge walk down to the park, stuff like that. I went for a run. Um and then Sunday was obviously Easter, so like no no electronics. We kind of tried to do as much family time as possible. Um, but the other thing really I've been playing, I played a lot of Metroid Dread, because that's easy to pick up and play. So sure. I can kind of do that in the evening when the kids are in bed. Um I finished it on hard. 
Uh, I got like into the 50% for items, finished it in like under seven hours, I think. Um, so finished it on hard, which is nice. Started the game on dread mode and instantly regretted my life decisions because that's just <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I don't understand why that game gives you health when you kill things in dread mode because you like literally get touched by anything. You walk through what the like you you don't have the various suit when you walk through the door where it's like scorching red hot, instant game over. So oh yeah. Wow, that is one hit, one kill. Yeah, that is crazy. Cause I actually like cheese some of that stuff to get some things when I wasn't supposed to. You know, you could like just kind of jump through the heat. Um I did have a question for you. I had a conversation on Twitter. I'm interested in your take on this. Um, okay. On Twitter, uh, a guy said, I don't know what people are griping about Elden Ring because there's nothing. I, this is paraphrase. This isn't exactly how he said it, but um, there's nothing been harder that, than playing the final boss in Metroid. And I was like, no, 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 that's not true. Do you, no, do you, Elden Ring, not true. Dread, like what, what is your take on this? <laughs> Elder, Elden Ring is just punishing. It's just punishment. It's just pure and evil torture. I saw somebody on while I was scrolling through Twitter today to try and find some news for the podcast. Um, I found a guy that had like got a hundred percent of all the achievements on all the souls games that you can get on the Xbox mm-hmm. at the moment. And I just like sat there and I kind of looked at the picture and I sat looked at it for like a good two minutes. And I was just like, that guy just, he must like people standing on him for pleasure because <laughs> it's just, no, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Elden Ring—it's just so hard. I couldn't be. I couldn't be Magrot or Maggie, as we nicknamed him. I couldn't do it. I, the game went. I just, yeah, it was very difficult. Where Ravenbeak, I, I beat him on hard, and I think he got me. He hit me twice. So yeah. Now I will say to the. I and I should. I should know. Is I should have gotten his name. I don't. I don't remember it. But. Um... We had a really good conversation, like, you know, like one of those odd conversations you don't have on Twitter, you know, and instead of being like, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. It was actually like, and I was like, well, listen, you know, maybe. And he did. He said, I, I've been a Dark Souls player my entire life. He's like, I beat every Souls game. Um, and so it's interesting, like, you know, just what he's like, all you got to do is get their patterns. And I was like, dude, I don't even see any patterns in like, like all they're doing is flailing their arms around and their five axes and, you know, whatever else they have. And it's like. And by the time I think I know a pattern, I've been like pulped into the ground by whatever he's throwing at me or whatever, you know? And he's like, oh, no, you just got to know whether you got to dodge or duck or whatever, jump. And I was like, no, I was like, it's in for my for for my skills as a 2D player. It seems very easy in dread to be like, oh, he's doing that. So now I know what I have to do in Elden Ring. I have no idea. I'm like, I don't know. He's just jumping around. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. And by the time I think maybe I have an idea, I'm dead. So it's in what I'm trying to get at is it's interesting when a player has a skill base in that that history of genre that they're like, nah, you know, I mean, this is what you got to do, pal. And I'm like, no, I don't understand what you I don't see what you see at all, you know? Yeah. And this is where Hambone's got it right. Yeah, it's true. You don't you don't get men. There isn't many 3D versions of Metroid other than the Prime series. Um, Yeah, you've got the whole other realms so you've not only got your, your x and y axis of of dread so you, you can even jump up and down or you can run left and right you know you have like the z axis of the 3d world mm-hmm. you, know, you can move horizontally through this game and you kind of have to judge when they're going to do this where like the range of attack and which direction is going so no but well, yeah dread 
Dread, Dread is super powerful. Like Ravenbeak does the same six attacks. Right. Like that's the final. And they're very easy to dodge. Like the game tells you when you, when you die and you're waiting for it to work, it tells you that every attack in the game is avoidable. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's true. It's once, once you understand and they give you that whole melee to, to break everything, it's just, it is a breeze. Like I can now get through like the first four bosses in less than five minutes because it's just, I know that like, with Craig, with, with Craig, I just literally have to blast away at, you know, his stomach for a while, wait for him to do this. I know that he's going to swing his arms. I know that like, when he throws out those claws, I know that two come horizontally, one comes from above. Then you'll get one horizontally, then two from above. So I know I'm just literally sat there wiggling off on the round, firing rockets off and just constantly going at it. So I know that works. Mm-hmm. Where with, When I played Elden Ring, it was like, it, there was too many different weapons choices, too many different shield choices to try and figure out the stats. I need to figure out like, When's the best time to take health? Like, when's his attack going to calm down to the point I can use health? It's just, there was just too much to, to compute. So, yeah. yeah, and that's a good point too, Sean. When you go to a boss, you have, and I think I said this when I was on the Nintendo Dad show, when you go to a boss in um, in Dread, you know you have everything you need to have. I mean, I mean, maybe somehow you've missed it. I don't know if that's possible. But likely, you have everything you need to beat that boss. In Elden Ring... You have no idea. You may have wandered yourself into a situation that you should not be in, and you just got to get way late enough times to figure that out. Also, I believe, and and Hambone's in chat, so you can tell me if I'm wrong. I it seems to me that with Elden Ring, bosses change what they do compared to what you're doing, right? So, like, it's not like with Ravenbeak, he's just going to do the same thing. You can step back and do ranged attacks, and then when he's doing ranged attacks, you can dodge him and come in close. With my time in Elden Ring, it seemed like when I went far, they realized what I was doing, and they they changed their attack patterns accordingly. And and so it's 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 much more different in that sense, where, yeah, they may have a pattern, but depending on what you do will change that pattern. And I think that 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 makes yeah it's just so i was like no i don't i don't get it but i i i, I tip my hat to hambone because yeah he, he finished the game he was he was he became the pumpkin god because you know he went back and got all the the achievements so i, I absolutely tip my hat to you on that one and anybody that's finished those the souls games they are just pure pure evil yeah Yep, yep, yep. That one'll that one'll sit on my Xbox forever unfinished. I'm pretty sure. I I had good means to go back and try to like chip away at it, but let's be honest, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't blame you cuz I I I couldn't persevere. Um I wasn't getting any enjoyment out of the game. <laughs> oh man. Uh so guys, that's like that's our our, our spotlight, our breaking news or oh no, not our breaking news. I'm sorry. Our our top stories, rumors, and our spotlight. Let's jump into what you guys asked us. We really appreciate all your questions. Um, Sean, you want to start with the first one? Yeah, so the first one is from SAZ, who's in the chat. Good evening. And it says, I love the food talk and the show that goes down. I'm wondering, is there a food dish new to you from Game Pass, from a Game Pass game that you would like to try? If not, what Halo-based recipe from the new Halo cookbook, are you willing to try? Well, are you I'm, hoping is a real winner? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the moment, the Halo cookbook doesn't come out until August 16th, by the way, which is three days after my birthday. So I've already asked for that. I was like, listen, I need this. I need this because I'm going to start making recipes from this book. Y'all are going to watch me eat them. Um, so like I I was I was really interested. So I, I searched Halo recipes. OK, because I was like, what what crazy freaking recipe are they going to like steal? Like not not recipes, Halo food, like food that has been in the franchise at some point that they've referenced in the franchise. Um, by the way, I would like you to know that the primary feeding mechanism for a covenant is a food nipple. So I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. That's feel, mm. like, feel like that's the thing you need to know. Um so, like, I feel, I bet they're, I bet you're going to see a lot of these in the recipe. Like, you know, they're going to do some kind of slushy with, like, blue soda or something like that. And they're going to call them really, and they're going to be just regular foods with really random names. This is what I bet happens. That's, a, that's my, that's my guess. What's your I'm thought, just reading man? some of the names. I've, I'm just reading some of the names. Uh, yeah, I've just right. come across something called what, a groove. Group yeah. is some form of human refreshment, most enjoyable when served cold. Its exact nature <laughs> or whether it can be enjoyed at other temperatures is unknown. Uh, um, yeah, no. I want I want a ground <laughs> pounder. There's there's a ground pounder and space elevator, which is two burger meals served served together at Samoa's, comprised of 100% UNSC deradiated Moa Angus patties. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds Man. that sounds the best of the deal out of all that. They're gonna have some fun with this. You know they are. Like it's gonna be it's yeah. gonna be hilarious. Well, you, yeah, you know it's gonna be hilarious, but you also know it's gonna be closely related to normal food, just given funny right. names. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not too. Bad. But okay. yeah, um, food in games. Um, I don't know. Has there been many? There wasn't anything in Tunic really, other than like a radish. Which you know, I eat a lot of radishes as it is anyway. So, um, really, you eat a lot. Of, I, see, I, 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 I mean, every once in a while, on a salad, maybe that's about it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have salads most days when I'm at work because the, the oh, cold don't okay. take long. To, don't don't take long to warm up, and I can kind of grab it in between shouts on the radio. So, gotcha, gotcha. Let's see. Um, games that have had food in them that I've played this year. Uh, Weird West. Uh, that's how you that's how you uh, you you helped yourself out uh, by all kinds of random you. It had a very uh, like Breath of the Wild feel to it in that sense where you'd grab food. Sometimes you could just pop it in your mouth. But a lot of times you had to find some random fire, which, by the way, it could just be like it could literally be like a torch in a dungeon wall. You could like just move to the torch and apparently cook your chicken over it, which I thought was funny. A light source and also a heating source or a cooking source. So there you go. Um so there is food in that. Um, uh, oh, um, oh, what is the the? I played it. I played a bunch of it on stream, and then I just dropped it like hot rock. The ran the weird game where like everybody was a baby. It's ah uh, no, that was a that was a bad that was a bad description because that's not, not at all. Not, not Yakuza. Yes, Yakuza. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, there's a game. I would wow. not mind. Have... How did a freaking get that from everyone was a baby? <laughs> okay, okay. okay. The, most, the thing I will never forget about that game is the one side mission. This is fair. It was a horror. I told you it was a horrible description of the game, but it was the only thing I will ever truly remember that game. I do the one side mission, and I'm like, you have to get milk for these babies. You have to do this. And you finally walk into where like all these babies are with a hand, with like your arms full of like 
diapers and formula and everything else a baby needs and it's just like 12 grown men in diapers <laughs> that's like that's the whole side mission and they're like thank you for getting everything for my babies and then these oh, anyways i mean that's just the craziness of yakuza but uh but yeah yakuza food i want in on that all that food looked really good yeah, so, yeah. Uh, no i don't think i play many games where there's been a food element to it because that's not usually my kind of my kind of deal that's the whole survival type thing's yours. Um, what about dying light? Might... What about dying light? Was there food in dying light? Uh, there was honey. You you could get honey, but <laughs> honey was it, used huh? to kind of to craft other things like oh, gotcha. bait for zombies and stuff. So, but yeah, I'd eat the honey. I'd eat the mushrooms. So yeah, yeah. There you go. Bug snacks is coming out soon, so you know there's always that. <laughs> Hey, I've, I've tried chocolate termites. They're nice. I don't think I've ever had a bug. I mean, I've <laughs> had a bug. I've accidentally swallowed a few, but um, I, you know, have never like literally wanted to eat a bug. Um, no, no, I, um, there's a there's a bar in York, the city near me, called House of Trembling Madness. So you know, hints and clues in the name, but uh, yeah, they have a, a range of chocolated insects that you can try crickets. Termites, stuff like that. So. Hmm. Yeah, I I just crunchy, crunchy and tastes chocolatey. So, yeah. Yeah. Is it salty or anything? Or you know? No, more the, the, the chocolate time kind of takes the everything else away. So I did feel like Timon yeah. and Pumbaa at one point. So. Yeah, yeah. It just, I mean, you, you ever were you ever a Survivor fan? The the you know the 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 show Survivor. Um. I, well, we had Bear Grylls in the UK. So, yeah, we had yeah, that I too. used to like watching. I like watching Bear Grylls. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I literally stopped watching Bear Grylls when he drank water from elephant dung. That was like, <laughs> I was like done. I was like, I can't believe I'm watching. Like, but yeah, I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this. Like, this is the grossest thing I've ever seen. He's like, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, and it filters it. And I was like, no, that can't be. That can't be right. Like, you gotta be lying to me. I can't. I cannot handle this in my head right now. Anyways, that was the last time I could ever watch Bear Grylls, and I never want to ever think about that again. Um, SAZ says he buys... Uh, uh, Chapelines? Chapelines? Okay. When I visit yeah. East LA, I snack on them, and orange slices sprinkled with worm salt while drinking my... Wor- worm salt? What? SAZ, what is worm salt? I mean, is that like... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Worm salt? <laughs> what has happened? What has happened? Oh my goodness! Um, you got to get us. You got to get back to us on what worm salt is. Sac. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to move on to the next <laughs> question, though. Um, Hambone Johnny says I'm playing Tunic on PC Game Pass. If I switch to the console, will my save data be there? Sure will. You can hop between PC, cloud, and console if you know if all three are available, and uh, your save data will be there. Although I will say. Some the only difficulty I've ever had in this aspect is it uh, on the console if you if you're just coming hopping in and out using quick resume and you move to the cloud and you do something there sometimes you'll have that like uh oh there's a conflicting data slave and then it just it doesn't do a very good job sometimes of giving you of giving you like which ones from which platform and which one's the newest. So it'll just be like, you got these two, which one you want? And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I hope I choose the right one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I can, the only thing I can say from going from one console to another, because sometimes I play like a game on, on JS in a room and stuff like that, um, is to make sure that you either quit the game before you move from one platform to another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll definitely like um being somebody that goes cycles through loads of different Game Pass games, even if you reinstall one, um, it'll the first thing it does when you launch the game is say that it's syncing the data with the cloud. And yeah, it's that. Which is really good. That service has been there with Xbox for years and it's never ever followed for me. So yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and then he had a follow-up question to rock on with our food chat. Uh, what's your favorite breakfast meal? John, what's your favorite breakfast meal? Um, poached eggs. Um, specifically, if I want to go down the lines of being really fancy, it's eggs benedict, but with flat mushrooms, not smoked salmon or bacon. Um, this is tough. It's kind of hard to do like one. I kind of want to do like a. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. SAZ wasn't getting back, so I looked up worm salt. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I think you just got something that was very dentist for Dak. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't. No, 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 no. I didn't. My literally, literally. This is the instructions. Mezcal worm salt. M- Microwave the worm for around 10 seconds. Someone's got to explain this to me. I got to be missing something here, man. This is the Mezcal worm salt at home. Oh, my Lord. That's an actual worm. It's actually not a worm. It's more of like a grubby grub type thing. Yeah, so yeah, it's the, it's the lava. It's kind of what you see in the bottom of some tequilas. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real. I I did it. I couldn't help but go there. I'm sorry. Okay, so anyways, I'm gonna try to come back from that, but it could take a second. Um, so I like savory. I want like biscuits and gravy. Okay, but really, like if we're sweet, I just like I can always go for a stack of pancakes as tall as me, and I will eat them all, and I will regret it the moment I'm done. That's the truth. Uh, whenever we go, like if we stop anywhere in a hotel, I the, the first thing I do as soon as I see the breakfast menu is I ask them, do you do egg? Like, how nice is your hollandaise sauce? And do you do eggs benedict? And like, so I've had some places go, what's hollandaise sauce? But yes, we do eggs benedict. And it's like, it's the stuff that goes on eggs benedict. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan for like Dijon-y mustardy style tasting stuff. So, Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Biscuits and gravy, baby. Biscuits and gravy. Not those kind of biscuits. Gosh darn it. I tell you, what 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 goes on around here? <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't mean cookies. He means scones. <laughs> for the for the people that are England. That's that right. That's this. right. Yeah. Scones and is that what you do you call them scones and gravy? We wouldn't have gravy with scones. Scones would be with jam and clotted cream. Oh my god! I can't English handle way. this conversation. Do you do anything in gravy? <laughs> um, Yorkshire puddings, which is like a, it's the same batter that you make pancakes out of, but you um, you put them in the oven. It's like you put them in a in a muffin tray and then put them in the oven at like two hundred and twenty <laughs> degrees with a bit of oil in the bottom and let them rise. It's just amazing. 
Okay. Okay. I, yep. I feel I'm here. I'm doing something I shouldn't probably looking up Yorkshire pudding and how it happens. <gasps> um, you'll love and, it. Uh, um, Yorkshire, Yorkshire puddings are something that you can have as a start, a main and a dessert. Okay. All right. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always in. I will always, I, I will make, by the way, speaking of things that I will do, we, we, we should touch on this. I made the Elvis sandwich Slamwich, sandwich. I don't know. I don't know how to speak these days. Words are hard. Um, which, if you don't remember, is the bacon, peanut butter, and banana all on a sandwich grilled. Yeah, you know, I mean it's not bad. I think if I did it again, I need more bacon, which is another conversation we can have shortly. Um, I just realized <laughs> I kind of walked into that one. Um, and so yeah, I just uh, it, what I will say is, gosh, is it filling? I mean, holy crap! I ate that thing at like eleven thirty. While I, I was playing Life is Strange, and uh, I, I didn't eat again until like eight. Like, like everybody had <laughs> supper, and I was like, "No, I'm not really hungry right now." I, I don't know. It just kind of it just kind of sat in in the stomach there for a good long time. Um, but you know, it wasn't bad. I do feel like it needs more bacon than what I put on it, though, because it just kind of got lost in the peanut butter and the and the and the banana. So, anyways, I did do that. Um, now I'm gonna make Yorkshire p- pudding. Is what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try this stuff. Might need my wife's help for this, though. This looks a little bit more difficult than uh, just peanut butter and and bananas yeah, it's, bread. It's easy if you if you can make a pancake mixture. Then I can do like, that. Literally, if you get like a, a shallow muffin tin and put it in the oven for like 20 minutes. At, 220 degrees Celsius, so I wouldn't be able to work that out at the top of my head in Fahrenheit. But yeah, put your, your you put your uh-huh. tray in, get your oil like literally bubbling hot, and then pour a, a, a scoop full of the, the mixture into the bottom of the muffin tray. It will fizzle straight back in the oven um, and let them rise. Do not, whatever you do in any circumstances, open that oven door until you are confident that they are done, because as soon as you do, they will just go... That's what I was gonna say. That's what it looks like happens. It looks like it's a, like a deflated balloon. That's what every time I see them, that's what they look like. Yeah. All right. But there you go. They are like if it, the the perfect combination for the best Yorkshire pudding is crispy top edges and a stodgy bottom. And like Lindsay makes the what? greatest Yorkshire wait, puddings. Wait, ever. we got to back up. What's a stodgy bottom? I need. I don't even know what that is. I mean, um, is, that, is that what is it? It's, it's like a, it's like it's like the heavy part of a pancake. So you know when you get to the center of a pancake and it's uh-huh. like it's, it's quite absorbent of everything around it and it sure. begins. Okay. Yeah. So if you can get a Yorkshire pudding with nice crisp edges and a, a, a stodgy bottom, just the best. And put really some beef, <laughs> put some beef and some gravy in there, and you, that is basically the 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 premise of most. Like Sunday roasts in the UK. Oh, okay. Oh wow. I didn't. I, yeah, that's funny. Everybody. I'm not gonna lie. It really sounds like you're. Really sounds like you're just like making fun of somebody. Oh, that guy's got a stodgy bottom. I'll tell you. That's what I get. That's what I get out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, if okay. I, if Yorkshire pudding. You can have as a starter with like a few slices of like beef with no gravy. You can kind of have that. That's your starter. Then you have like your main. So you have your roast chicken or your vegetables. You have the Yorkshire pudding. You, it's all covered in gravy. Absolutely gorgeous. And then afterwards. Chuck some jam in one, and it's like the sweet and savory with the jam, and the it's like a pancake, but crispy. It's great. I'm just, I'm just laughing at Hampo's comment. I ate an Elvis sandwich. Now I have a stodgy bottom. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly how I would use that statement, Hampo. That's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of bacon, 
Um, Frosco's asked a great question, which, man, this was eye-opening for me. I didn't realize y'all had hybrid bacon over there. Uh, Frosticles, why is Ang English bacon better than U.S. bacon? Streaky verse back. <laughs> I love it. Yep. So, so over here, like, if I'm if I'm gonna go to if I'm gonna go to the supermarket to buy bacon, I'm going for um, back bacon. I'm not going for thick cut back bacon. I'm going just for back because it's mm-hmm. got the it's least fat on it, the most amount of meat. Streaky bacon is just really fatty. It, it is what you guys have over there. It's well, just. Wait, we call it center cut. Okay, I feel like y'all making fun of us over there. You know, yeah. you're like, we're like, we have center cut bacon, y'all. You're all like, no, you don't. Yeah, streaky bacon, y'all. Just, just, just like own it. Oh, don't, don't, don't try to call it fancy. Don't try to call it fancy center cut bacon. It's just streaky. Uh, you're not wrong. I, I would agree. Your bacon looks much better back bacon. In fact, so good, I thought, dang, I'm gonna buy some of that. Go to Walmart. Eighty two freaking dollars for twenty ounces. Oh my god. That's a that is a lot of bacon though. Twenty wait, what, what I'm gonna have to do the conversion for ounces because you know we we're it didn't look like that much. Did you see the picture? Yeah. Uh didn't look like much to me. It was eighty-two dollars. But you're right, it was like a three oh, that's pack. almost a kilo. That's almost a kilo of bacon. That's ridiculous. That's that's a lot of bacon for eighty-two dollars. Like this show uh, has gone off the rails, Sean. Do you know why in America do we only use kilos when we talk about drugs? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> why is that a thing? I want to know that. I'm asking my own country that question. Why do we? Why would we talk? Why do we do everything in pounds unless we talk about drugs? And then we're like, yeah, it was 42 kilos of, drug, of, of, of cocaine over there. I, I want to know the answer because that's the mo- that's the first thing I thought of when you said that. Um. So. Uh, yeah, it's like so it'd be like twenty ounces. It was like a pound. So it was like a pound and a quarter of bacon. So, but eighty two dollars for a pound and a quarter of bacon? I agree, that's a lot of bacon. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of bacon, and it's a lot of the the, the best cut of bacon as well. So you're probably paying the because over there back, it's like back bacon's obviously taken off the back of the pig where there's less fat, more muscle. So that's probably used over there more for like large hams and stuff like that so you're probably paying the premium for the butcher to waste what he would normally make the most amount of money off so yeah and so to be honest uh sacs i can't believe walmart even sell it that much this was online it was on walmart.com but from a third seller called jolly posh which is a pack of three for well actually so it's 24 ounces pack of three for eight ounces which is normally 120 dollars, but a reduced price of 82 bucks um, so anyways, I'm going to have to see if I can find myself some back bacon. I know some butchers around, around the area. See if I can make this happen. Yeah. You, you won't be disappointed. It's usually the best, the, the, the better. And, and how you, how you cook the bacon's different because Lindsay likes hers like burnt to an almost crisp. She's with Hambo and Johnny. She likes her bacon super crispy where like, I literally like it was only just cooked because so, I, I like the way I don't like crispy bacon so yeah oh you don't well i don't like it real crispy i don't want it like like limp but i don't like it like burnt either but here is here is by far my favorite bacon story of all time i go to canada with my mom and we're we're sitting at a restaurant and for breakfast obviously and she's like yeah can i have some bacon and so we're we're in canada you know so canadian bacon is different than american bacon which is obviously different than uk bacon um, and we call it Canadian bacon. We don't call it streaky bacon like, you know, 
some UK people. It's Canadian. It's Canadian bacon, mostly mostly made of maple syrup. Um, because <laughs> as soon as I think Canadian, I think they have it very sweet. To be honest, I don't know where it comes from on the animal, but it it just seems to me like really thin cut ham. But that's probably not true. But that's what it looks like to me, and it, and it's very circular. Okay. Um. And I mean, maybe I'm having American Canadian bacon. So maybe someone, you know, we have a lot of Canadians on our discord. So maybe, maybe a Canadian can tell me what, what I'm doing wrong. But anyways, so, so the lady brings out Canadian bacon. My mom says, my mom says, ma'am, I didn't ask for Canadian bacon. I just asked for bacon. (laughs) And the lady says, and the lady says, ma'am, you're in Canada. So if you want... The bacon you're asking for, you have to ask for American bacon. <laughs> and my mom turns like like stark red. Like I mean, I mean the deepest, darkest color red you can ever imagine. <laughs> and she was like, Oh, never mind. She was like, This bacon's fine. That's <laughs> ace. Yeah, so that's my so did, see, bacon story. The, the, the only thing I know that if any that I've eaten that comes from Canada is, is it poutine? Yeah, poutine. Yeah, poutine comes from Canada. That's really good. Chips, cheese, and gravy. That's like, it's like a... Oh, yeah. It's it's what me and Lindsay make when we are extremely drunk when we come in from <laughs> going to the to the pub is chips, cheese, and gravy. <laughs> All right, John. Well, we are, we are at an hour and 10 minutes. So I say we skip that last question uh, and move that to another week. Yep. Um, and because we've had a long, we had a long food conversation, um, and chat a little bit about all the stuff that Xbox dropped this week, which was actually quite a bit, to be honest, all the info they dropped. So, uh, you want to start us off? Oh, it's where to start. There's so much. Um, should we talk about the stuff that is when I find everything on the list? Because there's so much of it. Stuff that's come out this week. Yeah. Um. Which is where? Where are you hiding? It's just to the green. It's it's right there in the green, Sean. Oh yeah, look at that! I love this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still this. We this modifies every week, so I slowly have to try and kind of remember where everything. So things that have come out this week. Um, we've already talked about two of these games: Lost in Random, which is oh, the, yeah. um, the the card based style timber and looking esque game with the dice as a companion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Turn It Boy commits tax evasion, which dropped today. Uh, that's that's out there. And then the one that I'm really excited for, which isn't coming to Game Pass, but I would like to try and get my hands on it, um, comes out. What's the date now? 19th still. Comes out Friday. Uh, Friday? Wednesday? Thursday, sorry. Uh, and that's Shinobi Light. Um, that's the survival style horror game based on events in and around Shinobi after the, the nuclear disaster that they had. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those are out this week. Uh, new information, and I, I think these dropped already. F1 Racing 21 and Hot Pursuit 7 are both going to be out for cloud. They're currently already on your Game Pass, but you can only play them console. Now you can play them via the cloud, um, which is cool. Um, Hard Space Shipbreaker, which, again, would be a great game for me, but it's PC only. Uh, equipped with cutting-edge salvage tech, carbon-sliced spaceships to recover valuable materials, upgrade your gear, and make a place for yourself on the, in this sandbox world. 
That's like totally my game that I can't play. Have fun, TC people. Um, Sniper Elite Five. You you're yeah, actually we, playing. We had, yeah, yeah, we had Sniper Elite Four. Mm-hmm. Um, Sniper Elite Five is, I think, the one for this generation of console. So if you want to look at your bullets flying through um, different people in super high definition, give this a go. It's a great game if you're into tactical kind of stealth operations where you've got objectives that you've got to meet and you've got to kind of stay out the enemy eye line, um, take mm-hmm. enemies out from afar. Very good game. Um, don't play in front of your kids. It is very gruesome. This take, this one takes place in World War II, which I thought was interesting. I mean, that was like a big thing back in the day, but I don't know. I don't see many shooters in World War II anymore. Um, no. So, and, and I should give dates. Uh, May 24th for Hard Space Shipbreaker on PC only. And May 27th for Sniper Elite 5, um, yep. which is going to be on console and PC. Yep. Um, two of the games that were announced, uh, new news that are coming out very soon, um, Seven Days to Die, which I thought you would be slightly interested in this in the fact that it is a full like survival sim where you have to craft materials, uh, build, like, uh, build a base basically and defenses to defend yourself against something. Um, I just, I wasn't too sure you'd enjoy the, the fact that it's, it's a little bit darker than normal. Yeah. To be honest, um, I didn't even look at the YouTube video. Cause I was like, well, that one's not for me. <laughs> I'll let yeah. Sean look at that one. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like, I looked, I watched the YouTube video and I was like, this is on the cusp of what I think Nick did enjoy. Oh, um, okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah I'll have to the, look at that. Give him the video a watch. Um, and that comes out on the 26th of April. Uh, and Research and Destroy, which I didn't watch too much as I was very quickly gathering links. Um, yeah. But that comes out also on the 26th of the 4th. And that comes to PC and console. Mm-hmm. Um, so two more games. Uh, two more games coming out for Game Pass. But we don't have... We, they've been announced, but we don't have a solid date yet. April to June. That's a pretty open window. Um, probably not going to come out in April, I would imagine. But possibly May or June. Um, Assassin's Creed's or Assassin's Creed Origins, which is a pretty big get for Game Pass. Pretty excited for that. Um, adding to the Ubisoft lineup. And then uh, For Honor Marching Fire Edition. Never played that game. I've seen it played a couple times, but never played it myself. So, uh, Interested in either one of those, Sean? Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, yes. Um, I've not played many Assassin's Creed games, uh, mainly because they end up being really, really repetitive. So if this ends up being the same, where it's to get to a high viewpoint, view the city, get to the next viewpoint, mm-hmm. view the city, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the only thing I struggle with with Assassin's Creed games is I tend to draw too much attention to myself. Why I don't play Hitman? Because, yeah, I'm not very good at stealth. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if it would be a game that I would actually play, but it is. I know it is a game that a lot of people like. So it's good that it's on there for, you know, it only adds benefit and uh, value for Game Pass. So it's all good. Cool. Um, and the other game as well that was in that is—is is it Far Honor? Is that that's uh, that's a World War Two shooter game? I'm sure. March for Fire edition. Oh yeah, For Honor. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned yeah. both those. 
So, uh, no, no. Is For Honor, is that a... Wow, now I need to look that up, because that is not the game I was thinking it was, if that's what it is. Um, so... Oh, no, sorry. I'm completely wrong. I thought that... Oh, it might have been Medal of Honor that I'm thinking of. Yeah, sorry. yeah, okay. Yeah. This is the game I was thinking of. So I was, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Many apologies. I'm looking for a good description of it, and I'm not finding it. Is is set in during the medieval fantasy setting. Players can play as a character from one of five different tech factions, namely the Iron Legion Knights. I'm not going to read all those factions. The five faction was added. Oh well, I'm having trouble. The Vanguard. Oh my gosh, I can't find just a good description of it. But you're in the medieval times. I feel like it has more of like um, a Souls type fighting style, um, if I remember correctly from what I've seen. But don't don't uh, you know don't hold me to it. So, yeah. yeah, I think that kind of covers everything that we've kind of hit. Yes, sir. I believe it does. So a um, few changes in the golden ticket. So yeah, games for gold have changed. Um, we have street power soccer has disappeared. Um, and we're now blessed with Outpost, Coloki X, and MX versus ATV alive um they both run through uh till i believe the end of april mm-hmm. be wrong nope yep i think you're right sorry um, no sorry no no I'm, I'm wrong i have ticked the wrong boxes um outpost colloquiax and street power soccer have now left uh games for gold and hugh and mx versus atv alive um are available was me yeah. reading that wrong. Guess not supposed to be that. Um, but I don't know. Um, right. Yeah. And then we have new games that we think are leaving. This is always an interesting thing. We know one's going, and that's F1 2019. That are, has actually already left. Three new yeah, games we think. Yep. Um, three new games we think are heading out, um, but it is kind of still in the rumor mill category. Uh, Streets of Rage 2, Outlast 2, and Cricket uh, 2019. Uh, Streets of Rage 2 was a was a big hit uh, by a lot for a lot of people in Game Pass. So if that those games are all leaving April 30th, or they're they're rumored to leave April 30th, um, if that's if that's legit, I think that'll be a bummer for some people. Yeah, uh, Outlast 2. Uh, the, I'm I'm not sad that that's leaving. That game's hard and scary. Hard and scary. Those are the worst two things in the world. Hard and scary. Definite. All right, I think uh, that's a show, man. Yeah, that's, I love it. I love it when we get the food questions because it just takes us like completely off topic from crazy Xbox. places. And yeah, it reminds me of the the Dad Corner days from uh, Dad Crossing, which is which is nice. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, guys, that's it. That's the show. Um, I'm gonna find us uh, a Life is Strange stream to jump into after. We have finished because, mm, yeah, because um, yeah, it was you. You give it, you give it its uh, some worth, and you know the the guy John kind of give it the same kind of worth. So it's worth just revisiting that um, to sit in the background. So as always, if you want to find us on social media, just hit at Game Pass News, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. If you're listening to this via your podcasting service. 
please, if you can, give us some stars, give us some likes, helps us beat the algorithm. If you want to join in on all the Discord action and talk to us, like Hambo and Frosticles, chuck some questions at us, like SAZ did, um, subscribe to our Twitch channel, or head over to patreon.com forward slash Nintendo Dads. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can jump in and all the action over there. Give those guys some support because they are pretty awesome. Uh, and thank you very much for everyone in the live chat tonight. SAZ, Hambo and Johnny. Uh, thanks for jumping in and talking to us. It's great to have you with us. And until next time, guys, we shall see you later. See you later, guys. <laughs>